the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Markets up big. Pretty regular story. Home sales are slumping across the country. ROCK in, in the USA. The National Association of Realtors say that mortgage rates are to blame for slumping home sales. Every major region of the country, the Northeast, the Midwest, the South, and the West is getting hit. Low housing supply hasn't helped either. Mortgage rates skyrocketed in the month of January. Could it be the new tax law? Could it be the sky high home prices? Nah, the National Association of Realtors is blaming the rising mortgage rates, pending home sales, an indicator of future home sales based on contract signings. If I were buying a home today... I'd be a little bit nervous that I'm buying at the top of the market. And again, if I were to buy stocks today, I'd be a little bit nervous that I'm buying at the top of the market for the short term. Home sales declined 12% in the Northeast, 4% in the Midwest, 1% in the South, and 2.5% in the West. Could have been the harsh winter. A nor'easter is hidden. New York City. Honey, we can't go out and buy a house tonight. Today, it's too cold. You may get trapped under seven feet of snow and die. They'll have to dig you out and they'll only find a glove. And come spring, you'll be nice and thawed. Trend doesn't look very hot right now. On the long-term chart, the magnitude of decline while significant pales compared with the plunges during the housing bust. So housing did well right before the new tax law. Housing has done poorly since, but again, it's been winter. It's been higher mortgage rates. It's been um, a volatile stock market. Honey, let's go buy a home in Tahoe. Well, why don't you sell some stock and we'll just put the down payment on the that. Okay. How's the stock market doing? Great. Good idea. How's the stock market doing? Not so great. Oh, we're not going to sell any stocks at Lowe's. So despite being very low still, the average mortgage rate is now the highest since the brief peak in 2013 and before then since 2011. Remember April 2011 when mortgage rates were higher? Where were you in April 2011? If I could were to get in my Wayback Machine, way, way back, I was four years old. I was walking on the beach. I remember that. And we were looking up and seeing a, a rocket in the sky. And people landing on Mars. Okay, so I don't remember any of that. 2011 wasn't that long ago. I remember there was dinosaurs. I definitely remember dinosaurs. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Have mortgage rates gone up to the point where you're seeing a slumping? Or is this just too national and regional of a story? It's too national. Um, You know, rates were like this last year, right? What November, right when when Trump was elected, and well, not last year, but you know what I mean. Uh, so we've seen rates where they are today, not too long ago, and we didn't see any slumps. We didn't see the National Association of Realtors saying you know, pending home sales are, are are slowing down due to higher interest rates. But uh, when you have the Fed saying we're going to raise rates, you know, two or three times this year, and uh, people kind of get a little itchy, and they start thinking that interest rates are the reason why. Uh, um, you might see pending home sales slow down a little bit. Um, 
I don't like pending home sales. I like existing home sales. That's really the number you want to see. New home sales, eh, builders can build what they want. They'll stick, they'll, they'll ebb and flow with the market and they'll always have the right amount of inventory. Uh, low inventory right now is, is the king. Um, home prices are recovering everywhere. Long live the kids. Yes. Dilly dilly. <laughs> My kid says dilly dilly now. It's driving me nuts. That's not good. No. I mean, he's, he saw it once. He's like, oh, a guy on a horse. Dilly dilly. Yeah. Your son is either very young or not very smart. <laughs> oh, guy on horse. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's young. So but no, that's no just we're not seeing a slump. We are, we're seeing people who are, are fearful that rates are going to go higher and trying to lock in rates. So we're seeing some good refinances and people who are purchasing are saying, oh, we're just going to put more money down. So the lower end of the market continues to feel the brunt of the supply and affordability impediments. Um, I saw a real estate team yesterday out at lunch and I don't really like real estate teams. Just be honest with you. I like my old fashioned realtor. I don't need a team. When did that come into become a thing? Um, it's a team. It's like there's always Caldwell Baker. Sort of team. How it's, a, it's a, either been a couple, you know, married couple. You're running an office, and um, they, you know they kind of share the duties. Or it's a big office where you have to have you know transaction coordinator, and then somebody who does all your marketing and and scheduling. And you know, it. it, it I, I'll be quite honest. When I do a transaction and I'm using a real a realtor that has a team, it's it's very smooth. I like it. Okay. You kind of have to have a team, or I have a team, you know, doing what I do. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like it marketed that way. It seems to be marketed like super agents and teams. And like, I once went to buy a home, and I met the person that I, the agent, in the parking lot, and she goes, "Oh, oh, Dana's over there. Do you want to meet Dana? She's part of my team. No, she's the team leader. You want to meet the team leader? It's like, no, no, not that important to me. Just go show me a home, please." This kind of dilute your whole your credibility a little bit. Um, yeah, there's something weird to it for yeah, me. Yeah, but, but that's just perception. It, it really does add to, you know, the whole transaction. Um, in reality, what it means is that the head realtor isn't doing as much. It's being spread out so they can go out and do other things. And usually that's marketing. So you're um, helping me do a loan right now. Mm-hmm. And we're, I want to say, 90% done with the find a place, put a bid on a place, get the loan, mm-hmm. you know, uh, brass tacks done perfectly. Um, this has been an easier loan than my, than my last refi. The last refi was like painful for some reason. Yeah. So that's uh, partially due to the way that lenders are doing business now. Uh, everybody's heard about rocket mortgage and places like that. That's it's not unique to that lender. Uh, yeah. Lenders are all adopting the ease of transaction now. Just so now you still have to qualify. You still are going to have the the yeah. the you know if you're W two. I'm sorry. Just so everyone knows, every time you use Rocket Mortgage, you're giving the Cleveland Cavaliers money to go sign free agents away Ooh, from the Golden State Warriors. That's a good pitch because yeah, the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers owns uh, Quicken and uh, the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. So it's like I don't know if you remember this, but Detroit Tigers. The owner used to own Domino's. Tom on So if you were a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, you would never order Domino's because every time you ordered pizza, you were helping them get free agents. Like that's that's a sports fan. That was one of the first big clashes we saw between owners and branding. Yeah, wasn't Tom on I think he's dead. Uh, you know, I would have. Known he was kind of a weirdo, though. Like he was. And when I say weirdo, like I don't mean any disrespect to church weirdos, but he was like like a church weirdo. Like I think he wanted to build a community of 
people only from like his a church. commune or something. Yeah. It's a very interesting story. He started his own shop in one little pizza place. He used to answer the phone, make the pizza, and then deliver it. Um, it's kind of crazy. Domino's is the number one pizza making service in the world. Just overtook uh, Pizza Hut. Anyway. No way, fool. No way, fool. <laughs> you remember how delicious pizza was as a kid? And then you get older and older and older. You're like, I can't eat that. I don't know. I still like pizza. I like a good pizza. I went searching for a good pizza the other day and found it. Where get in my um, Bowser's in Alameda. Okay. It was pretty good. Little David Byrne, he's coming to town late this year. Sold out. Sold out in San Francisco. Sold out in Oakland. Sold out in Oakland again. Sold out in Santa Barbara. Uh, chances to see him are starting to become fewer and far between. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Can I get a little what's up? Really? Is that still out there? What's up? Or taste great, less feeling. Taste great, less feeling. Watching game at the bud. I don't know which one I like more. Dilly Dilly or what's up? Do you remember Spuds McKenzie? The reason I bring that up is that sometimes things do change. And I want to talk a little bit about change right now. Um, there's been a lot of stories recently. The New York Times did one last week that Silicon Valley is over. They basically talked to a uh, tech investor who was in Detroit, and she goes, wow, this is lovely here. Like, look at all these downtown buildings, and look, we don't ha- even have this in San Francisco. And, like, it was kind of noted in the story that, like, people in the Bay Area kind of get caught up with being people in the Bay Area, and they kind of get used to things, and they forget that sometimes things do change. Um, and I, I wanted to start with beer commercials, but what we're seeing now, Tony, and I'm talking with Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. And this, this this upsets me a little bit. And you're going, does it really upset you? Or are you just saying that because it's good television or good radio when you say that it upsets you? Um, so I saw the story this week that San Francisco is losing more residents than any other city in the United States, creating a shortage of U-Hauls. So if you were to rent a U-Haul to go to Vegas, it's going to cost you about $2,000. If you were to rent a, a U-Haul from Vegas to San Francisco, you know what it's going to cost you? 1000 100 100 okay. So it's all about supply and demand. People are moving out of here pretty damn fast. Um, and I'm like, okay. And then I saw the story, San Francisco housing is so expensive that middle-class workers are moving into dorms with shared bathrooms. And I'm like, that's a compromise. Because it's it's saying, you know, here's a 35-year-old person who's making $90,000 a year who's living in a dorm style. You know, you get a private room. They, ha- they pay for someone to come change the toilet paper and put soap in the kitchen and stuff like that. Um, set up game nights. It's a company called Star City. Um, it's a little less than renting your own apartment, but not much, but to me, that's a compromise. Okay. Now here's the jump and tell me if you're, you're with me. I would never want to be a 35 year old making compromises or 40 year old making compromises, but I get it. I'm with you on that one. Um, you see that, you know, that company in Houston who flies their attorneys from Houston to San Francisco, they charge billable hours while they're on the flight. They rent an office here. They're like, we're not going to play another game. They're like, we're not going to compromise. Um, Okay, so do you remember back in at the start of the first real estate boom in 2000s where it just seemed like the standards went down? You worked with a, a mortgage lender who 
honestly, if you were to put water on him, it would have gone straight off his body. Like he was, <laughs> he was a slicky, oily guy. Like none of it's going to get absorbed under his skin. Um, he knew he would look at you and go, how much do you make? And you would answer, you go 150. He goes, no, no, no. Next time I ask that question, you say 250. 250. Yeah. Um, so compromises started getting made with the truth. People who liar loans started becoming popular. It, it, for the record, that all originated on the lender side, where we would literally sit in the office with a stack of files and just wait for our lenders to walk in the door and go, what do you got for us? And we'd pass them the file, and he goes, I can do this, I can do this, can't do that, I can do this, I can do this, can't do that. Uh, they would also come in and train us on like what products would make us more money as opposed to what would help the client more. So th- th- that has definitely changed that's done a whole reversal, okay. uh, you know, with qualified mortgages, ability to repay and, and things like that. But I think we got into a housing crisis in 2006, 2008, because the buildup, we were making way too many compromises with quality, with honesty, with product. And I'm asking you, do you see the compromises people are making in the Bay Area? Like maybe we have hit a top of the market when people are willing to live in dormitories. For, for when, the, yeah. So for the, and I'll start off first by saying for the record, uh, that's one of my top reasons why I don't think there's going to be any kind of big downturn. If there is because of the, the way people who uh, the owners that ha- are in houses now and the way they've qualified for their refinances and their purchases is completely different than it was leading up to 2006 and seven. So I'll start off by saying that, but yes, I, th- I do think people are making compromises, but I also think that news is, is it's like talking about new home builders, new home builders represent like a very small portion of the United States, but yet, you know, everybody goes, Oh, I want to talk about new home sales and new home, you know, contracts and all that stuff when it really isn't that big of a picture. The majority of the people that we see in the Bay area are, are, are doing well. They're, they're making good money. They're well employed. Um, they figured out how to work with their self-employed taxes. They've, they've talked to their CPAs. They've talked to their loan officers and they make things work. Now the sacrifices that I, I don't like seeing people make are, you know, are you going to be 35 or 40 years old and you're thinking about planning a family, but you have to live in a shared, a shared dormitory type of place? Isn't that what you did in college to, when you went to college so you could get a job to get out of that? Uh, and now, you know, but that's part of the whole everything's changing, Rob. Uh, we're seeing places in San Francisco and New York and Chicago that are that uh, developers are building massive buildings where they have communal places to eat and and to shower and, and go to the bathroom and um, and hold parties. But then you go back in your little 800, 500 square foot room and that's where all your computers and personal stuff is. And you watch TV and go to sleep. Um, and you could do that maybe when you're single or a couple and. But it's it's such I think such a small part of the market that I think that story is kind of bloated a little bit. Yeah, and I'm not saying that millennials aren't willing to settle for less because clearly we know their eating habits are changing the restaurant industry and the grocery industry. Um, so maybe they're willing to say, "I'm willing to live in a 400 square foot room." As maybe long that's as why we're shared kitchen. That's maybe why you drive up 101 and all you see are condos going up. It's because that that's people are looking for. You know what's surprising me? It's not the, the restaurants that freak me out. It's the hotels. I think people are going to get freaked out about it. The traffic. It's already <clears> bad, and you're adding 800 units there, 800 units there, 800 units there. That's 800. You know what's that? 2,400 uh, more cars. But uh, they don't have cars. They have uh, Ubers and flying vehicles and drones taking them to work. <laughs> That'll be fun, right? Well, no. I, what I'm trying to get at, and let's see if you have an opinion on this. 
Do you see a correlation where we got into a housing market bubble where people shouldn't have been buying houses in 2006 with loans that they should never have qualified for? Um, is there a parallel with people are making sacrifices that we should never, ever make? Because once we make them, we can't go back. Um, and it becomes kind of a norm. We're seeing a little bit of that on the mortgage side where lenders go, oh, we'll go up to 55% debt ratios. We'll let you borrow $2.5 million with 10% down with no mortgage oh. insurance and a 680 credit score. So, yeah, we're seeing that. Um, but those are the people who are making money. Money. Yeah, you still have to qualify. You can't state your income. You, you can do a bank statement. There's, a lender came out the other day. You can do a two-month bank statement program. That means you're self-employed. You show me two months of, of $10,000 a month deposit, boom, you make $10,000 a month. So, yeah, we're seeing some of that. So, is there a correlation that we're hitting a high? Yes. But I I think there's actually more room. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's doing my loan right now for a getaway. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So let's talk a little bit about buying second homes, about getting a mortgage, is it easier or tougher to get a second home, a getaway home, uh, from the unlending side? A lot of people have bought a home before. A lot of people have bought condos before. How about getaway homes, vacation homes? Uh, they're, they're they're harder, uh, and it's just start because you, a second home doesn't generate any income, so okay. you have to make more money. So that's I guess is the harder part. But uh, for the most part, it's the same rates and guidelines as if it was a primary residence. So when it all comes down to it, it's, it's all about the money. Why do employees come and talk to my producer during the radio shows? You need to put a sign out, Mike. What? That says, leave me alone. Get out. Get out. <laughs> I'm Phil Hort. Like, hey, I'm going to go talk to Rob's producer. He doesn't need to focus. Rob just said the word. What did he say? Whoa. FCC gets involved. So anyway, second homes. As I'm getting older, you and I have conversations on a regular basis. And one of the things you go, you go, Rob, when are you going to enjoy your money? Good question. I think everyone should ask that question. And how do I enjoy my money? Uh, is it cars? No. Is it women? No. Is it drugs? Maybe some. Um, but only weekends and only in controlled environments. Um, is it like the idea of getting a Tesla to me, an eighty thousand dollar vehicle? I've got no interest. Um, a Bugatti. I'd rather play an Xbox that has a Bugatti in it. And say I did it, or go to Vegas and spend two hundred dollars, get on a track and drive a Bugatti for a weekend. That'd be fun. But to me, it's I, why would I want to own something that is so much money when I could feed a, uh, a army of elephants, or I can you know start a foundation, wipe the poor baby elephant's butt because he's got a broken trunk and can't do it himself. Like I, that's the that's the people that I want to save. <laughs> that was more distracting to your producer than the other guy walking in. By the way. That other guy was a dude. Uh, do that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about second homes. Like to me, do you see what I'm saying is important to me? The idea of going to nature and getting away from the parking lot that is the peninsula, getting away from the yeah. people that are the peninsula people. It shallow alto. You know, 
I think buying a second home is kind of like buying a timeshare. If if you use it, it's going to make sense. Uh, timeshares get a bad rap unless you're the guy who buys the timeshare or the second home that uses it. If you buy a, a second Speaking home, of bad rap. You know my my rapper. <laughs> did, did I say did I say bad rap? Yeah, he said okay. timeshares get bad rap, and I was a bad rapper. I was. My, my, oh, I was bouncing Bobby Black. We definitely record this because we want to hear Rob rap. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll stop right there. So, Go ahead. Back uh, to you. Timeshares get bad raps, but if you use them, if you yeah, so if you buy, let's say you buy a second home or a timeshare, but then you don't vacation there and you're spending money somewhere else, why did you buy it? It, it just doesn't make any sense. So, um, I I imagine that uh, you know, eighty ninety percent of the people who are buying second homes are doing it the right way, and that's. They're going to plan on vacations. And, you know, you go to a place like California, you, you take Tahoe, for example, or some up north or Santa Cruz, and you say, I'm, I like the beach. Um, and we're going to go to the beach. We, we've been going to the beach four times a year. We're going to go to Santa Cruz this time and then turn it into a vacation home when you're not using it or Airbnb it out, a VRBO. Uh, same thing with a Tahoe type of property. I like skiing. I like the summers at the lake. Um, if you use it, and you're not going to Hawaii every other month instead of your vacation home. Um, that that makes sense. Yeah. So, quick question: We just heard a little Beach Boys. Who sang the song "Surf City"? I, I, the Beach Boys. I'm guessing it's Jan and Dean. Sir, is it? I, I see. I don't no know. Idea. Like, I have like, no clue on my surf history music. Ninety percent of the people listening don't even know what you're talking about. So that would be a good trivia question for people with dementia like you and me. <laughs> we knew this as kids. We don't know it as adults. Jan and Dean. Jan and Dean is the correct answer. Ding, 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 ding. Let's see how much Rob bet. One penny? You're not allowed to bet one penny. Alex Trebek would be like, you bet one penny? Get out of here. Alex Trebek may be my favorite Canadian. I think we all should have a favorite Canadian. Do you have a favorite Canadian? Alan Thicke was was a good choice, but he's dead. Um, I I grew up listening to Rush. So I'll take Getty Lee. Getty Lee, sure. You know they've stopped playing because Neil Pert, the drummer's hands are just are destroyed. Oh, yeah, best drummer ever. I disagree. Okay, so, name another one. Um, the guy from John Imagine Bonham. Dra- the guy from Imagine Dragons. The guy from Dave Matthews, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah, Don't know his name. Loa. So. Oh God! Thank you. I always thought, I always thought Rush was so great. Yes, they've got five songs that are great, but they've got fifty-three albums to come up with five good songs. Say what? I'm just saying. Canada's got this mandate that Canadian radio stations have to play so much Canadian music. I think Trump should invade Canada, take over the radio stations, and, and get Getty Lee and Rush off the air. Yeah, Trump, Trump's going to latch onto that idea. We could invade Canada. Because you'd be in jail. Well, I call it NAFTA. We could just call it America. You're like, does, doesn't even make sense. The United States. <laughs> I love it when Trump had a stroke. Remember that time? <laughs> I was not. Um, okay, so back to second homes. So for me, if if you're going to live in congestion, then you want something that gets you out of congestion, so to speak. Or if you're going to live in density, you want something that gets you out of density. Um, but from what I've learned about second homes is they don't really go up in value much. They're going to be a little more sensitive to the economy, certainly. Okay. Um, you know, 
people who are exposed to large swings of money um, are going to care a little bit more about what they're spending on their disposable income. Uh, what we've seen a lot recently are people basically saying, I'm going to buy that condo that in not a thousand square foot property, you know, of may, I might even have kids. Uh, but then they're going to go out and buy a property somewhere else where they can do their family events. Uh, we've seen a, a little bit more of that and lenders are, are really opening up. We did, we just did a second home in Sacramento. Yes. Yeah, Sacramento downtown. And these people are uh, doing their Thanksgivings and Christmases and, and, and it's like their staging point for, you know, their adventures up in the, in the mountains and, I think we're going to see more of that, and and lenders are really figuring it out. Yeah, you still have to follow. You know, you have to be in a destination that makes sense, and you write a good letter. And this one was a little tougher, but the lenders are figuring this out because of the place like the Bay Area, where people just need to get have that getaway. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, you want a getaway. Everybody wants a getaway, and you don't want to go up and be that guy spending three thousand dollars a a week to rent a place when wait, that I just paid for their mortgage that whole month. Have you ever? been working on a home loan for someone and found out like they had secret rooms in their home secret rooms Uh, not secret rooms but rooms that uh secret to the county maybe unpermitted additions and things like that yeah what do you do when you see that uh depending on how the work is done it it, it'll probably pass with for example let's say you do an unpermitted bathroom as long as it's done in workmanlike fashion and uh what they'll do is if it's a three and two they'll they'll comp or compare that property to other three and ones, not three and two. So they'll just take the square footage out of the property. Okay. So Bruce Wayne, he had a big back cave that had a lot of square square footage underneath. Probably couldn't sell it unless he's selling it to an evil villain superhero. I mean, he's his, he's limited. Most people aren't going to go for that. <laughs> Um, got this nice 26-bedroom <laughs> mansion that has a lair underneath it. Yeah, those are tough. And yet, the real estate team of Dana and Dana, oddly enough, they're both named Dana, married to two guys named Dan and Dan. But the real estate team of Dana and Dana will gladly sell you the Batcave. <laughs> Bonus room. Oh, what was that all about? I'm not going to get into realtors. I'm going to be nice today. But, God, they love talking about how great they are i'm very important and how great california is and how great california is <laughs> you forgot to mention that we've got this beach right over here um there's syringes all over it from the homeless people but it's a beach just look at his free needles yeah. <laughs> uh, california does uh, the bay area does offer quite a bit of amenities uh wine country the beaches the you know fishing the boating i love sailing so i mean i i I dig it. Um, yeah, it's just a little harder to get around. I think that, the, and and yeah, if you get it, if you, if buying a place makes sense, and, and granted, we have one of the highest rented communities here in the, in the United States, the whole Bay Area. Mm-hmm. A lot of people rent, and that's probably mm-hmm. the the worst epidemic that. What's that face for? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is we have a lot, we have Prop 13 we have parent to child transfers we have a lot of reasons for people would keep properties um, we're going to continue seeing low inventory in that respect where you, you've talked about your property you said if you moved you're never selling the house it's close to Stanford it's close to it's always going to rent for X dollar amount and why would I ever sell it I'll give it give it to my kids and that's going to keep going and going and going so and without new building we're going to see an inventory crunch for for years to come regardless of interest rates I think home prices stay very, pretty steady in addition to the fact that 
pretty much everybody buying houses and refinancing has done it through the toughest guidelines we've ever seen. It's Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Those tougher guidelines are actually positive, in my opinion, because we're giving loans to people who could afford to pay them back or we'll take the property away from them if we have to, but we're not giving loans to people who shouldn't earn it. I hate saying that, but it is what it is. Guidelines make for a safer system. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Does this sum you up? Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight. I wanted to let loose. If that sums you up, please go get help. You're about to snap. You're about to become an active shooter. Whoa. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Fit the box. Fit the mold. Have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. If that sounds like your life... Please go get help. You need help. So little Imagine Dragons. Dunda, dunda. Trippy video. You will never, ever, ever have a career in singing. Uh, now that California has made plants that grow on the ground legal to ingest. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey will come to your house for $60,000, smoke weed with you, play the bongos shirtless, and you can watch Imagine Dragons videos together. That's not how any of this works. That's a big perk, huh? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Yeah. They used to say that living within X amount of miles of Whole Foods would boost your real estate value. I got an email from Amazon yesterday saying that they'll now deliver from Whole Foods to my home. I'm like, that's the best day of my life. No, it's not the best day of my life. I find Silicon Valley to be silly. We just keep inventing stuff that we don't really need. So I know you're going, how about the 95-year-old woman who wants fresh eggs? You can't, you don't want her driving. I'm like, yeah, I guess you got a point there. That's not how it works. Yeah, what's, that, what's that a drop from? Geico. Geico, okay. Um, that's not how it works is a drop from Geico. How are you, Tony? I'm well. How about you? I'm okay at best. Uh, I can use a day off. It was a long, long day yesterday with the seminar. True enough. Yep. Yeah, it was a good seminar. Yeah. It's always interesting watching you work versus watching me work because I'm, you know, uh, I get big spurts, like six straight hours of emails or six straight hours of media. And like your day, it's all emails coming in, lenders asking this, you know, clients so, not signing this. It's a pretty big mix of Do I lock now do. or do I lock in the middle of the afternoon? Uh, you got a lot going on, to say the least. So anyway, um, he's doing my second home loan right now. So Rob Black is buying a second home a getaway. Um, maybe it's a home, you know, <laughs> one never knows. Like, Certainly a home. We know that. Yeah. Wow. And you did, you did the right amount of research. And I think that going back to the whole topic of, you know, what does it take to buy a second home? I, I think you have to do the research. You can't just go, I want to get a house in Tahoe because it's Tahoe. Um, you have to do stuff there. You have to use it. You have to, it's gotta be part of your lifestyle. And you also have to start thinking, you know, if you have kids that, I might keep this only five years because my kids may not be using it in five years or six years. And I might then turn that into a different type of second home. So the more things change, the more things change, in my opinion. Um, I used to like uh, vacation in Playa del Carmen. And then there was a period of time where, you know, it shifted to Hawaii. And I was like, would I ever want to buy a house in Hawaii and retire here? Like, I see people, for me now, I see old people with cancer when I think about Hawaii in my head. Old people told, you got cancer, you've got six months to live. They're like, screw it, I'm going to go buy a house in Hawaii and sit on the beach for the last six months of my life. 
I, I don't have that diagnosis yet. <laughs> Maybe I guess when it happens, I'll do that. But who would want to fly back and forth to a getaway home in Hawaii? Like, I get it. Maybe if you have that kind of money where you're going to see it twice a year and you're going to bring extended family and try to impress people, maybe a 25-year-old uh, modeling agent. As long as you can figure out how the taxes all work, uh, a lot of people buy them for investment, okay. uh, and they rent it out. They do a vacation type of property. Um, Which is how many how many people that own a property in Tahoe that you know use it only as a second home? Meaning most? Mo, mo, no, you mean where they don't rent it out at most? All. Okay, that's that's people don't like it. Fine, that that would we, be a great intention. It's your home; yeah. you get to customize it the way you don't have people tramping around and right. and you know using it over and over and over and over like a hotel. The but, conventional wisdom is that everyone rents out their home. And what I found from doing research in Tahoe, very few people rent out their home um, because they don't want people dinging their walls, having sex in their beds, um, walking through the house with snow boots on kind of thing. So from what I've found is that people go, I'd rather not have that. On occasion, you know, you could see the people who are like kind of overbought and they're like, I have to rent it out. Otherwise, the cash flow is not going to add up and I could lose everything. So there's certainly an angle there as an investment. Let's say you are the type of people. People that go on vacation quite often, and you want to buy an investment property. Um, I, I found it just shocking how uh, expensive it is to use like a professional rental or vacation management company. Uh, but they do a good job, and they they can they can give you all the numbers and say if you put this much money down, you get this loan. This is your payment, and you rent it out these prime days of the year, and you use it the other times, and maybe you take one of those prime days, you're going to make this much money, and you factor in okay. I've just cut down my vacation cost by this much by owning this house, and maybe I make a little bit of money. My brother owns three vacation properties, and every vacation he goes to those one of those properties, and uh, it it makes sense for somebody like him. Like I'm glad he did that because he has no other money. He has to go there on vacation. Um, so it depends on how you have to really look at it. Can you buy it without renting it out? Do you have to rent it out? Um, and as far as lending is concerned, if you're buying it as a second home, it's not a rental or you buy it as a rental. And then on your, you know, you use it as a second home slash vacation home. There's, we can be creative on that end. Whoa. Mind blown. Well, so. yeah. Just numbers. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's doing my mortgage right now. He will tell you little secrets about me, but uh-huh. nothing nothing too secretive. I have a long list. I'm sure you've you've actually been in jail with me. So <laughs> you've, you've actually committed the crime that I'd served time for. Anyhow, we're breaking out of the show. We're done. We're finished. We're over. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.